The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, episode 298. Tonight's episode of the show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Make sure to go to Belly Up and Friends, check out some other podcasts that are on the uh, the great network of shows. Dave, I had a great weekend this weekend down in, in the great state of Montana. I uh, had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs with some old friends. A little a little worse for wear yesterday when the term was over, but uh, played hockey with some friends. Had a good weekend. Uh, how was things here in Lethbridge, Alberta? We, we switched spots. Usually you're the one going down to Montana. I stick around. We switched spots this weekend and you were around here. What, how was it? Yeah, and I spent the whole weekend at the Diamond, uh, like you normally do, except I was uh, planted in my lawn chair watching my boy. They had their first tournament of the year in Lethbridge. Uh, they they won. They they won all their games. Um, so that was good. And uh, and the weather was spectacular, like 25. It was it was hot. Like Even down in Montana, she was, she was a bit yeah. toasty. We found we found ourselves a rooftop patio for uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, the brewery, but it was really Casey. really good. No different spot, brand a newer spot, uh, just down the other oh, way okay. from uh, Craggy Range. But it was really really good, and we had a it was hot up there, and the the us old fellas a little bit dehydrated from playing hockey the day, so the the sun didn't do us any favors. But we 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 persevered, made her through uh, long enough to watch the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, advance in the first round of playoffs this year. Uh, there's eight well, there's nine teams left. One one more is gonna be eliminated tonight with the Rangers and the Devils in their game seven. But right now, as of uh, when it's all, all said and done, there's twenty five percent of teams left, Dave, that are Canadian teams, man. And uh, both teams have a shot. I don't I don't know what how good of a shot, but what's what was your thoughts on those two games on Saturday night? Um, you know what? What did I do on Saturday? No, I didn't watch any. I fell asleep during the Oilers game. So like <laughs> spending all day in the sun, I'm sorry. Like I couldn't stay up, but uh, yeah, good to see um, for both those teams. That's, that's my call for the, the Stanley cup final. Um, it was interesting to see Toronto actually win a series and, and leaf nation actually not losing their mind. Like, like we said, I think it was just more relief. And, and this, all right, finally, we got, we got step one done. Like, so let's not put the cart before the horse, which is normally what those guys are doing uh, guys that fan base is doing. And, and they seem to take it in stride knowing that uh, nothing's been accomplished yet. They just one step closer than they ever got in the last 20 years. The thing about that celebration, I thought that it was some of the players went a little bit overboard. I thought that the fans went oh, like went just as much as they should have uh, as you would. They haven't won a playoff series in 19 years. And I thought that they were quite um, static and they had, they were had just enough enthusiasm. They, they weren't uh, doing anything yeah, you're too crazy. Shit. You're allowed to cheer as much as you want. Uh, I thought that Dubas and uh, Jason Spezza up in the in the uh, in the GM's box. I thought they got a little overly enthusiastic, like they had won the Stanley Cup. But I mean, you, you can't control your emotions. It's better than better than losing, throwing and throwing crap. So uh, the I thought that the some of the players were a little bit too enthusiastic for just winning the first round. Yeah, but you know, if you've never won the first round then it's, it's okay. Like some of those, like the, all the, I would say, I won't say all of those players, like they're in diapers the last time that the Leafs. Well, you think about it, Mitch Mitch Marner would have been six. Yeah. Six, six, seven years old. Right. And he's he's a a Toronto kid. Right. So he wouldn't have seen the the least way he wouldn't, he would have been in better at hockey practice. One of the two in the least last one, a playoff round, which is crazy to think how long that that's been. That that was a a great series through and through three playoff or three overtime games. The Leafs were lucky to survive uh, any of that or that series altogether. It could have went the either way. Uh, I don't know how home free the Leafs are right now, but they're, they're, they're licking the jar for the second round with temp with uh, the Florida Panthers who yesterday, I thought they were, they were dead in the water in the third period with Boston looking 
looked like they were rolling. And then Boston ended up winning that, uh, losing in overtime in seven games, a 65-win season. It just uh, down the tube, see you later. And we talk about it all the time. Yeah, nobody gives a shit if you win the President's Trophy. Not one care. We talked about it uh, ad nauseum on that one a uh, couple episodes ago before the play- playoffs started. You know, most uh, greatest team ever, question mark. Like, no. Like, unless you win the ring, it don't mean shit. And they, well, Boston learned a hard lesson. And, you know, it couldn't have happened to a better team because I never cheer for Boston. I'm pretty glad they had uh, they got embarrassed. And, you know, they, what do you mean embarrassed? They lost in seven games. They had the greatest record in the history of the NFL. And they got, they lost, like, it was a historic loss. The the thing came out today. Like, there's never been a bigger, larger point differential in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs of a, of a team, an underdog beating a higher seed. So it, that's it's, historic. It's crazy. It's historic. And Kachuk had himself a series, man. Like he put his that team on his back after game. I think it was game four when they were down three three games to one. He said, "That's enough. Let's see what we can do." And they made the the goaltending change and went and went with Bobrovsky, their ten million dollar guy. Uh, that's the one thing I noticed they have a lot about these playoffs is that coaches uh, this playoff round have been a lot more. Uh, free with their goaltending solution or situations getting a guy here getting a guy there if this guy isn't good enough we'll just put this guy in and just go with it because you you, you don't have time for a guy to get hot uh you don't have to have time for a guy to get into it's, it's such a fine line between winning and losing and and the way that uh Bobrovsky came out and and had himself a series when it was all said and done um yeah, it's it's interesting to see how, how the coaches have done done it because it's, it's such a fine line to winning and losing, and you don't know what you're going to get from these guys night in, night out. Exactly, and uh, they uh, Boston apparently they did play this Wally guy quite a bit. It wasn't his fault they lost. I started watching this series. I I think game four or five is no game five is was the first one I actually watched a little bit, and Boston played like shit. Like they deserve to lose that game. And I watched a bit of game six and they played like shit. So they got nobody to blame by the, by the, by, but themselves. And, and so I have no sympathy for them. They didn't get screwed. Um, I guess you can call it a little bit of bad luck, giving up that goal with 30 seconds left to send it into overtime. But you know, that's how the puck bounces and you take care of your business in game four or five or six, and then it's over. So, you know, pack your bags, Bruins fans and, and get the hell out of here. I thought that that Bennett kid who used to be ex Calgary Flame, I thought he had himself a heck of a game last cool. night too. He was going along with Kachuk. I thought they were both just flying and banging, crashing and playing Western Western Conference style a little bit last night in the way that they were going. And I uh, I, I don't know if the, the Flame or the uh, the Leafs have a, a clear cut path or what, is this a situation where Florida that's their Stanley Cup right there because it's man that, the emotion that they would have had to 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 do that and try to to harness it and get back that down to a lower level. I mean. You, that's their, their professionals. They have sports psychologists and everything else to try to, to t- temper your emotions a little bit. But something like that, you can't think that that's um, going to be an easy thing to try to get down to a, a normal level of, of thinking. It, it's. I think they might have all the intang- and intangibles probably are going to Flor- Florida because now, A, they're playing with house money. Um, B, um, like we mentioned before, when they go home or walk the streets, they're doing it with no pressure whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, the Toronto people, like the now expectations are raised. We finally won a series and now we get to play a lower ranked team. And now we get home. We, we, uh, everything on paper suggests the Leafs should roll, but I, I believe all the intangibles are kind of leaning in, uh, in Florida's, uh, direction because they, they have the intensity. They just showed that they that there's no quit in that team, and they beat the quote unquote best team ever. Well, it's 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 almost like we're uh, soothsayers a little bit, Dave Nostradamus, Nostradamus too, because we we said that home ice advantage isn't that big of a thing. How you'd rather play in the road, and so far as of right now, the the the, the road teams are thirty and eighteen on the winning side uh, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs so far, and the, but the, the the home teams winning tonight with New New Jersey New York game, but. Uh, 
for two game sevens to go to the visitor's side last night. That just goes to show that home ice advantage, it don't mean a whole bunch. And the, the two elimination games on Saturday night with the Leafs and the Oilers, those were both good games on the road that you would think that maybe the, the Leafs would have lost in Tampa because the, the Leafs ended winning three games in Tampa, which is unheard of. And then t- the, the, the the Oilers ended up winning a game on the road as well. So the, 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 the road team has been rolling. It's almost like they were listening to what we had to say here in the 1420 podcast. Yeah, who knew that uh, the Seattle Kraken would take our words to heart because I did not see them beating Colorado. And I definitely did not see them, like, even in great uh, game seven, um, Colorado. I don't know. I don't, they they were so hot coming home. They had, they won whatever, 11 of their last 13 to get that first seed. And then they just pissed on it. They got scored on first every single game that series. How does that happen? I, like, I have like, no idea. Like, like, how does that happen seven times in a row in a seven-game series? You get scored on. Is that just not being prepared? Is that coming in just, uh, we're, we're better than these guys, so our effort doesn't have to be there? Is that the other same team saying, hey, we got to put in a be- better effort because these guys are better than us? Like, it, there's got to be an explanation. And it, Does that come down to, that, that has to be, come, that has to come down to coaching. It has to. I would think because, you know, it happens, but not seven games in a row in the playoffs. When you're the defending Stanley cup champions, you know how this works. You got to come out and set the tone, announce your presence with authority. Let that other team know that they're in a game and they're doing it to you every single fucking game. That (laughs) that's why they're out. That's why they're out. Absolutely insane. It's just how it, it's, it's all worked out. You, you, you see that that Oilers game on uh, on Saturday night as well, how Stuart Skinner tried to piss that one away. Somebody said his stick kind of broke there and they, they gave the puck away. And I don't know. I think it was just a bad yeah. giveaway personally. I That, mm-hmm. that, that, that might have been drunk guys dressing with the Fort McLeod Selects on, on Sunday morning trying to explain to me what happened because it didn't make a whole bunch of sense to me when I saw the replay of it. Um, that Oilers team, they they don't have an easy goal either because Las Vegas is good. Las Vegas is real good with some, with some, some winning pedigree on that, on that hockey team. And that one could be a seven gamer as well. That, that should be a hell of a series to watch. I'm I'm quite excited for the level of hockey that these two teams should bring to the table. I think both teams uh, has unproven goalie. Uh, so we might see some seven, five games. We really might. I, I think for sure we're going to see goalies pulled on both sides because the uh, offensive talent is so elite on both sides. Um, you sorry, look through the you, like you look through the entire Stanley Cup playoffs, like the guys that are left, and like I, I mean, I follow hockey quite, quite and not I'm not as, as much a goalie hugger as I used to be, but who's the who's the king, daddy, topper goaltender right now that's left out of these out of these eight nine teams? Who? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not Stuart. Uh, maybe that Ottinger or whatever, like that Otten, in, Otten, maybe Ottinger out, out of Dallas. Yeah, he's probably the best out of the everybody. But you left. can't think Dallas is going to win the Stanley Cup just because of Ottinger. Well, you know, I, but you never know. Hey, I mean, it's explain this to me. Why is it Dallas? Why is Dallas get the Kraken and Oilers Vegas have to play? Because Ve- because Vegas ended up. It's divisional something, something It's cross. They don't cry. It's a divisional lineup and it, the, it's the way they, they finish the regular season. You know, but Seattle's in their division. Seattle, Edmonton and Vegas are on the same division. So why does Dallas, the worst record, like they got the Dallas has the third best record. And they get to play the worst remaining team. Cause I think it stays intra division. If first. So, like, when the Stanley Cup playoffs are announced, they're ranked. Is that what it is? Yes. Like, okay. Because you're, you're a you're a you're a uh, a wild card seed, or a or or a, you you when you get first or second in your division. It's hard to explain. We tried to talk about it yesterday too. And I I didn't understand it. Your Tampa yeah. uh, jerseys. Well, Dallas. Dallas has Dallas a, 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 a better. That. Dallas has a better, uh, an easier run. I think of the the four teams or the or, or the four series that that are going to be going next round. I think that Dallas has not that Seattle's a pushover as we've seen with with uh, with Colorado. But of, of the eight teams remaining after the, this one's done tonight, that Dallas has a pretty pretty good shot at getting to a a, a Western Conference final in comparison to the other, the other two teams. 
Well, you know, and I guess just this round though too, right? Like uh, you're going to, if, uh, if you're going to come out of the West, you're going to have to beat Edmonton or Vegas sooner or later. So you might as well do it in round two and not the second round. Is the bigger like, surprise, Dave, not the bigger uh, upset or what? Yeah. Is the bigger surprise for you, Boston losing that, that series or Colorado losing their series? Uh, for sure. Boston, especially being up three, one, like at three, one, you gotta, you gotta close that especially being with the horses they had. I realized they had some injury. I realized Linus Omark didn't, uh, wasn't the the best, but you know, maybe there's something to be said for clawing and scraping and have to uh, bust your hump the last 10 games of the year. Cause Florida wasn't in until maybe two, three games. After no, I read some today that Chucky really put them on their back the last six or seven games. And, and then even their goaltender a little bit, I can't remember his name, the, uh, the backup that they put, they took, took Bobrovsky out and put him in and he won four or five games in a row to end the season. And Kachuk uh, would have been the, like an MVP kind of a season. It wasn't for what McDavid did in Edmonton. It's just, yeah, you just wonder like, Fuck, man! Like, how do you blow, like you? You have a sixty-five win season. You got a three-one series lead, and then that's it. And and like you, you gotta think that that is the end of the quote-unquote Bruins dynasty that only produced one Stanley Cup, the one in two thousand eleven. Because you have uh, because Pasternak, he decided, you know what? I'm not taking the hometown discount. You're going to pay me. And then the rest of these guys are like Bergeron's probably done. How how many more years does Marshawn have in him? Um, you, you got to think, and then Char's been gone for a couple of years now, but you got to think this is the end of that, that Bruins dynasty because now they're they're up against salary cap and they, they traded some draft picks away and everything else that they've been building on. Uh, they are, that might be the end of what we saw of the Boston Bruins as we, we've, we've known them for 11 years. That might be it for them as, as, uh, on April the 30th, 2023. I agree. I agree. Um, that's, you can't the when you're handing off the leadership core from uh, Bergeron to uh, Taylor Hall and and who's that other kid? Not Dougie Hamilton. There's whatever. There's a couple kids that have been playing really well. Pasternak is one of them. He's not a kid, but like you say, he's due to get paid. And um, I think when you have a consistent core that leads on the ice and off this ice and, and just shows people how to, to act like a pro and, and do it the quote unquote, the right way that that speaks volumes. And, and that's, you can't, you can't replicate that. You can't pay that. You can't find that shit on the free agent market. And uh, yeah, Boston's going to have a long summer of navel gazing and, and it's going to be tough for them to recover for this and rebuild for the next step because they put, they had all their chips in the middle. And we're going to see what they can do next year. Yeah, uh, it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of guys. And I don't. And the thing about the Bruins, it's it's that either you like the Bruins and you're a Bruins fan, or you absolutely just detest the city of Boston and the Bruins. And I don't think it's just because of the Bruins. Like I don't. I'm a, I'm a Yankee guy, obviously, so I hate the Bruins because of the Red Sox. I just can't stand anything to do with the city of Boston. And I, I there's there no other reason than 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 because of the Red Sox. And that's it. Yeah, and I and I'm the I don't I don't cheer for the Bo Sox. I don't cheer for the um the Bruins. The Pats, I, I could I could actually stomach them more than Pat's fan. Pat's fan is a noxious prick. But um Yeah. I don't mind seeing Boston lose because those bastards have been spoiled for decades. Right. This this has been the longest stretch. I saw something on, on the old interweb yesterday. This is the longest stretch in I can't remember how many years without a championship rolling through Boston in like 15 years where there's been there's nothing. And it's only it's only been two or three years that there's been nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? It's, it's crazy. Ridiculous, right? Three World Series, five World Series, a the couple NBA, NBAs. The, the NBA, the, yeah. the, the 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 Super Bowls, the whole bit. Like it's just in, it's been crazy there in Boston. So it's it's not it's not too bad to see a different Stanley Cup champion this year. Uh, you still gonna roll with the Oilers and the the Leafs in the finals, Dave? I've got it picked it first time. Might as well do it. Like I say, I, I thought um, I didn't realize that uh, Oilers Vegas was the next lineup. But you know, if you want to make it to the Cup, you got to beat Vegas sooner or later. And and they can be beaten. I think Winnipeg uh, played them hard. They got a little bit unlucky. 
And speaking of which, what a nozzle that Winnipeg coach is. Oh, do you think so? I didn't mind those comments. I think that's deplorable. That's a cheap shot out the door. That's, that's, I didn't like it one bit. For those of you who don't know what happened, uh, Rick Bonus, he uh, he basically called out the superstars. Uh, Shifley's been hurt, so he didn't finish. But uh, Blake Wheeler and the like, the Rangers are now going to be eliminated. They lost 4 nothing tonight to the New Jersey Devils. So congrats to the New Jersey Devils who have the Carolina Hurricanes up next. But Rick Bonus, he basically he called out his stars. He called out the goalie. He called out everybody. said, we have no heart, no desire. We aren't doing it. I don't like it. As, the, as quick as he said it, I don't like it. The timing of it, he probably could have bit his tongue and uh, maybe not say anything until he took a deep breath, pause, read, react, and then and then and then say something maybe a day or two later at, at his end of the season presser. Doing it for uh, one minute because the, the, the entire presser he had was only about a minute and a half when it was all said and done after the the, the Jets lost that game. I didn't like the timing of it. I like what he said. I thought the timing was bad. Who's going to play for him now? You know, well, it's, and not, it's, t- it's and it's tough getting getting free agents to Winnipeg as it is. Like, who's going to Winnipeg? Exactly. On, on no. Right. You know, Winnipeg's not a destination for for a list of reasons. And then now you got a red ass coming at you with guns ablazing after after the team was hurt, right? Yeah. You know, they 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 were a lower seed. And obviously the coaches, but they were like at Christmas time, man, they were flying and then they just, they I'm, were rolling. I'm yeah. Good. So, yeah. so I don't know if, if the coach's message uh, drew tiresome or whatever, but they struggled and they pulled their socks up just enough to get into the, the playoffs. And, and then I think injuries hurt them and, and they were up against Vegas, which was a good fucking team, man. And and I thought they they were in most of the games. What they lost, they ended up losing what four two, um, four one. I think that one ended in four five. one. But that could have easily been four uh, two or four three. They lost a couple in overtime. They were close, but you know they they would have surprised more people if they would have won than lost. And I think that 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 strikes me as almost bitter tears from a coach coming out and and saying. That's on my players. I did. I did nothing wrong, right? Is he trying to save his own? Yeah, ass? that's. If you're if you're saying that you're you actually don't give a shit that if you're coming back to coach these guys next year. Well, maybe he doesn't. Like he's been around the game for a long time. He's never won anything, and I, I find that odd that these coaches keep getting hired. We'll talk about Sutter and probably the third segment tonight. But how that that uh, saga is finally over. We kind of called that but there's a lot of these coaches like you you look at uh paul maurice yeah he won that series yesterday with florida but he was asked to go basically about two-thirds of the season last with winnipeg and he hasn't really he, he his biggest claim to fame uh in paul maurice's career is, is losing the uh, i think it was the 01 02 or, or yeah it was 01 or 02 um stanley cup finals to detroit with with carolina and uh like the, these coaches get recycled through and you, you wonder why like you just wonder why some of these guys have this longevity and they never won anything like you look at today i was doing some research for something else and that uh and paul maurice's hockey db db coach as page as a coach didn't didn't qualify for playoffs didn't qualify for playoffs didn't qualify for playoffs yes it's not always the coach's fault because the team construction everything else but eventually a coach is there to put together something to win a hockey game and these guys have jobs forever forever that never win and i, I don't understand it yeah, and if you win one, you you have a job for life, like Tortorella. Stutter. Just bounces around. Uh, yeah, yeah, Crawford. Well, you know, and then but finally, I guess the the clock does run out. Like, like Mark Crawford doesn't hasn't coached for a while. Um, who's that red ass? Bob Hartley, that Calgary fired a couple of years yeah. ago, right? He didn't like, last he long in Calgary. Hey, something happened there, and they said, "Get you know, <laughs> the the don't Jack let Adams the ass coach, the way out." Yeah, the coach of the year jinx, right? Yeah. You're, you're the you're the best coach in the league this year. Thanks for your service. Get get lost. No, it's it's absolutely crazy. Anyways, it's been, it's been a great playoffs. The first round Stanley Cup playoffs is always fantastic, and then it, it loses luster for for a multitude of reasons. One, the hot the guys get a little tired, more tired, and there's less games going on, and people want to uh, enjoy the sunshine a little bit more. And there's lots lots going on, like you have you have baseball, I have baseball, and Jasper and the like. And but the first round of the NHL playoffs is always so fantastic, and this year didn't disappoint. Yeah, it's it's nice. You can watch a game uh, at any time, right? You come home from work, first game starts at five o'clock, and uh, you know I 
<laughs> I anytime the West Coast games went into overtime, I pushed record because Daddy was falling asleep before that yeah. final goal went in. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I did not see the Oilers clinch that uh, round on Saturday night. Uh, we had a we had a long day, David. We had a very long day, and I didn't see that. That with the eight o'clock puck drop, I did not see the uh, end of that hockey game in Los Angeles, California. Oh, the eyelids get so heavy after, especially yeah, after why. a little bit. Of, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of day drinking. A little, yeah. There was a little. That's what we'll say. That's what we'll say. She was a little bit of day drinking anyways. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. This segment was brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase of baseball tickets, hockey tickets, concert tickets, whatever you want to go to uh, this uh, spring season. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Caldera Labs and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at CalderaLab.com and save 20% on their men's skincare products. And uh, keep that youthful exuberance in your mug all year long. Especially now that you're going to be in the sun, moisturize. Now you're getting more sun. You want to get that moisturizer out there. The base layer moisturizer is very important. Uh, it's done wonders for my skin. And actually, Scotty Norland on Friday, I saw him. I haven't seen him for, for a few months. And I ran into him Thursday night down in Whitefish. And he looked at me, and the first thing he says, you do actually look younger. And so uh, there, there you go. <laughs> Whether he was pulling my leg or not, I do not know. But it, uh, it, uh, I was I was uh, walking around like a peacock after I heard he, he said that. I looked a little bit younger. Anyways, Dave, as I was sitting in the uh, first, we went to a one establishment. Then we went over to uh, the Bulldog Saloon on uh, Friday or Thursday night to watch the National Hockey League game, the, the Leafs game five, I think it was with Tampa and there's, there was a few people asking that if we could change the hockey game to put the NFL draft on. And I kind of, I gave a couple people the stink guy a little bit. Cause I was like, I know you don't actually care about that. You're just told to care about it because the media tells you to care about it. Dave to a person. And this is, this is, this is to a person. Every person who asked about the draft didn't watch one second of it because it is the most overrated, overhyped, ridiculous, ridiculous thing that is in sports no matter what sport it is the nfl draft is the most ridiculous i'm gonna swear here the ridiculous most ridiculous fucking thing in sports today it's the biggest non-event that has become the biggest event i have no idea why it's because the nfl is king and and everybody wants to think that they know better than the GM. And this is where all those points collide. And you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna be careful not to be smirched. Good friends of our podcast network here, they they did shows on it, like uh two dudes. I even I even logged on with their live. I didn't I didn't I just uh typed in and chirped from the background with my with my keyboard, not my face. They broke it down. They knew what they were talking about. Well, when I say they knew the, what they were talking about, they knew the players that were being drafted. As far as good put, bad pick, we're not going to know. We're not going to know until October. We're not going to know until three years from now. We're not going to know until they sign a second deal with your team or another team. It's it's the biggest crapshoot in the world. And it allows all the people who think they know better to get together and talk football. And that's, that's the thing that the NFL has capitalized upon, especially with all their fantasy stuff. Everybody thinks they know better. And now this gets them all in the same room and, and they can have fun. 
and, no, and, 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 and I, got, I got no problem with that, but I just found it funny as I was kind of watching the background and it got into on Saturday and on to Sunday, like, and they, they watch the picks get made and then they go to the war rooms of all these teams and every GM and all these, the, these talking heads and scouts and everything else, they're patting each other in the back. Like that's the guy they wanted. No, it's not. It's not. You wanted the guy before that. Cause that guy's better. Like you, they're all patting themselves back all weekend long. That guy's not as good as that guy. He's not. The guy who went in the fourth round isn't as good as the guy that went in the first round. So don't pretend that he that he is. And then every time they they panned to the crowd and they made a pick of Jake Winters from Wichita State, the crowd went absolute bananas. They were showing the cameras about this guy got drafted and that guy got drafted. It's it's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. And I'm glad that we have people that that, that, that listen to our show, that are friends fans, uh, friends of our show and everything else, and that's their thing. But to me, it is so unbelievably stupid that you that, that there's no way. There is no way with that amount of teams that are in the National Football League that because for every fucking Johnny Manziel, there's a good quarterback that gets taken. Like how many bad, bad guys have got taken this weekend? Most. Most guys aren't even going to make the team. They're not. And here's the thing that I think is absolutely ridiculous. There is nothing. You don't miss a thing if you read the re- the the recap the next morning it's not a live sporting event it's it's not like nothing is going to change once those names are read and so someone's gonna score a goal make a pick every 10 minutes on the 10 minute mark right so you're you're not missing a thing why would you you can follow on your phone and get the exact same uh information in time as if you're watching it live on tv and the fact that the the NFL has duped all these guys into an advertisers and organizers and and ESPN and NFL Network and Peacock, they're all there. They're all there, spending money, wanting to give the best coverage of the draft. The best coverage of the draft comes in the fucking newspaper the next morning. Pick number one, Jake Winters. Pick number two, Johnny Winters. Right? Like it's just. Big deal. The best so cover like, of the draft doesn't come until game one of the NFL season when you see the guys can play or not. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's, it, and it's not just football, but football just overdoes everything. And I, it makes me a little bit crazy. I'm getting a little revved up on a Monday. Usually we save that for Thursdays. But like, it, it, like hockey's the same way, but not to this level. Like hockey shows the first round of the draft and that's it. That's it. They're like, okay, here it is. Baseball well, doesn't. Someone's going to watch, right? Baseball doesn't show the draft at all, really, because a lot of these players are four to five years away from playing. Basketball shows the first round, probably only the first ten picks of the first round. How this NFL thing has grown to this this massive, God knows what for. I have no idea. Like going to the green room, then they're showing the guys in their suits and what they're wearing, and it's like Joan Rivers on the fucking red carpet. It's absolutely, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. It is so to think that anybody, anybody improved their team that much on Friday, on Thursday, on Thursday afternoon, early evening to make themselves a Super Bowl contender. They're out of their fucking minds. I'll disagree with that, but because but we won't know that until next year. Like some of these picks, like are, are might be difference makers. Who knows? Like we don't know, and that's the thing. And to say that we've set ourselves up for the next five years, you don't know that. That you don't know. But but I can I can see that there is a team that changed the the trajectory of their franchise. But I don't know which one. And and every team obviously wants to get better. Um, and that's that's kind of the thing I believe why NFL draft is it it is bigger than particularly baseball and hockey because when you get drafted in the NFL, like you're done, you're an impact player next year, or you're out of the league in two, right? Here now it's time. And to that's the walk. thing, Dave, is that the right. average lifespan of these guys is three years. So there mm-hmm. there there were a large percentage of guys who were drafted that these fans went absolutely batshit crazy about for three days down in Kansas city. I think it was, they went crazy every time that somebody announced a a pick. Most of those players aren't, aren't going to last two years. Well, yeah, some of them, that's just, it's just math. 
Yeah, you're right. The average lifespan okay. for these players is three years. Yeah. And so all and these guys, and every every pick that got taken, yay, he's our guy. No, he's not. And there's someone that didn't get drafted that's going to make an opening day roster, right? Mm-hmm. So that's there. there's free agents still out there. I saw one team sign six undrafted free agents this year to try out contracts. Like, there's just so many. The, the football uh, pool is so deep in the States that, that you just, you're never going to run out of players. You're never going to run out of, next man up but uh it is what it is and 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 i'm I'm not i don't get geeked out of it i i don't even read the list because i i don't care i honestly don't care all that matters to me is what's happening on week one and then i'm gonna see and then the the announcers there are gonna tell me um where they got drafted and where they played the ball. The one I liked was that kid out of Kentucky, I think it was quarterback Will, Will Levis. Will Levis out of, out oh, of Kentucky. He was supposed to go that his, his agent told him he was gonna be a top five or ten guy and he didn't even go in the first round. He ended up going I think the second or third round to Tennessee, I believe. And uh he, round, yeah. and he was flexing in front of the TV. I'll show them all maybe he will. But boy did you look like an idiot. Hey like Fire the agent now on that deal because the agent must have told him something that he was going to go high in that pack or or, or somewhere because uh, hopefully you don't you don't take Mel Kiper Junior's uh, word for whatever and I, I have no idea where he was ready to go but watching that entitled little prick uh, sit there and say I should have went here and I should have went there and, and and don't go in the party they had planned for him uh, that was a bad luck terrible luck and honestly, so I got two points to make as to that one. Don't go to the draft unless the team has shaken your hand, looked you in the eye, and say, "We're going to take." If you're here's on the your court, contract, we're we're going to take you at three, right? Like anything later than that, like you're like without a guarantee, you keep your ass at home. Part two: Did they really have to go to him after every pick? Like, I think that like, somebody said this guy's a cocksucker. Let's make a fool out of him all night long. I I, 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 I really think that. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. Like he this. must have pissed someone off because you know, like there's there's one thing having egg on your face, but then there's there's having egg on your face in in front of X million over amount of over people. and over again. One with the mom, one with the sisters, one with the girlfriend, one with the girlfriend and the mom, and everybody's all decked to the nines and stuff like that. The next day he's wearing fucking shorts from Sandstore, fucking front of the TV, and nobody cares. Shot with a fucking Panasonic camcorder from fucking Wall. Walmart, like fuck off, man. And maybe he'll he'll have, have the, maybe that's some motivation for him to become a better player, or maybe he's just not that good, right? Like, who knows? I don't know. It's just and like I said, I don't I don't know if, know enough about the Kentucky quarterback by any means. I don't know unless you're from the great it's great state of Kentucky why you wouldn't know about the the Kentucky quarterback. But I, it's one. It's just the over it's the the overhype machine that the NFL can produce no matter what, and this is another example of it. And he has the physical skills. I saw that thing. There was there was some of his tape was uh was on Twitter. He's a he's a physical specimen. He, he threw it. He hit the crossbar from fifty yards out from his knees. Like that's that's a gun. That not many guys can do that. But you know, it's it's not about the tools. It's the I don't think box. it's a tool. I don't think it's even the tool or the toolbox. It's that six inch between your ears nowadays. I think well, it's that's a lot what more. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like he has the tools, he has the physical tools, but now it's the toolbox, right? Like what's what's going on between the ears? Yeah. Because we've seen physical specimens fail time and time and time again. Year in, in year out. There was some taken last year, there was some taken the year before, and some taken the year before that. Kyler Murray. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna say him right now, right? Like he's a difference maker when he's scrambling and stuff like that, but ask him to run an offense co- consistently and get to the third, fourth option. He simply can't do it. And that's why they're failing. And that's why, that's why I don't think he's going to have a, a lengthy career in the, in the NFL. Doesn't need one with the money he got but anyways. Yeah. The draft, yeah. I, it, it just made, like I was noticing a lot because people were asking for the draft that we'd be put on certain TVs when we were, we had hockey games on. And then all of a sudden they, they weren't like, they, they didn't watch one second of it. It was just the, the, they had a, a t-shirt on or a hat and wanted to watch because it's the hype machine. So you're supposed to, and, and not yeah, one you're supposed to, because all their buddies are going to go. Did you watch the draft? No, I followed along on my phone. What I miss? Nothing. Nothing. 
Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, you should have seen when the way they read out the name on on pick four. Oh, they, oh you should have seen Goodell's awesome. suit with no tie. Jesus. Uh, like, yeah. oh, like, who cares? Anyways, it's, it, it just makes me laugh. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. This thing was brought to you by CalderaLab.com and CalderaLab. Use promo code 1420LAB for 20% off uh, their men's skin care products today and keep that youthful exuberance in your mug all year long. And the face cream will help because it's hot and everything else. We'll get into that later on. CalderaLab.com, 1420LAB. Protect yourself. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast is happy to have teamed up with Rocket Sports just in time for the holiday season. With golf, baseball, softball, lacrosse, and soccer training accessories, Rocket Sports has all the home or gym training gear you will ever need. Each product is designed to stand up to the most rigorous practice sessions. Promo code 1420ROCK at checkout and receive 10% off your purchase at Rocket Sports. Rocket Sports was founded by athletes for athletes, and all their products are engineered to the highest standards and come with our fair play guarantee and a lifetime warranty. Go to rocket.com and look for holiday gift ideas for the weekend warrior or the serious athlete in your life today. Once again, that's 1420RUKK. 10% off at checkout. When you purchase some rocket, you come to win. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 420 Scaped at Manscaped.com and save yourself uh, 20% and get free shipping and all their men's uh Men's products, they got everything, beard trimmers, hair trimmers, this trimmer, creams, everything. Manscaped has it all. They actually literally have it all now at manscaped.com. Dave, uh, something that happened, we talk about this guy a lot. Uh, people at Barnburner Hockey talk about a lot. They, the, the Flames people talk about a lot. But if it happened today, it wasn't a surprise at all from some reports that came over, I think it was on Friday, that there were some players that were, that were not coming back to the Calgary Flames. I don't know how that was going to work considering they have they have uh contracts, but uh uh Daryl Sutter was relieved of his duties with a couple years left of four million bucks per on his contract. Uh the Calgary Flames made a decision. They have a new GM in there with Dom no no new president of hockey operations in Dom Maloney. Uh for living, he's out. The flames they're in a state of disarray right now. What was your thoughts when you heard? First off, what were your, your thoughts when you heard about uh, players not going, wanting to show up on uh, next season when that, that those reports came out on Thursday or Friday, whatever it was? But then when when Sutter got released today, were you, were you uh, shocked at all? This it's I, I was surprised when I read that. Um, it's I thought when so Treliving Brad Treliving the GM did not get fired. They offered him a contract, and he said like the rumblings were. Um, well, can I run the team? And that includes hiring and firing the coach. And he was kind of, well, kind of, but not, so, not really. And which means like he couldn't fire Daryl Sutter. He did Daryl Treliving uh, did these exit interviews with that Maloney who, who finally dropped the hammer today. He was in the room. He knows what the players think about the coach. And and Daryl Sutter and, and Treliving did not see eye to eye in how they developed the, the talent, specifically the 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 way he treated the young players coming up, the rookies coming up, treated them like dog shirt, even though he had veterans playing like dog shirts on the on the on an everyday basis and not giving the young blood a chance. It was there was clearly a a, a convergence of how to run a hockey team. And then Treliving basically said, like, if Sutter's the coach, I'm gone, thanks. And he left. And and the fact that there's also rumblings that uh, the, the owner, the majority owner, Murray Edwards, is the one that said, that signed Daryl Sutter. Daryl Sutter, that's the other thing, too. He signed a, two, a two-year, $2 million a year extension that doesn't kick in until next week or till the 1st of July. Like he hasn't even started coaching on his his extension, so the I guess the law the, the to cut to the chase of this long winded explanation is this shows what an absolute shit show management is at the Calgary Flames. They they can't find their ass with two hands, and and they're learning a little bit right now. 
about where they actually stand. And they got some work ahead of them in management to try and figure it out because people don't want to play there and people don't want to play there because of the coach. And, and I think Tre living in the nine years he was there did a hell of a job. You look at all the players that he groomed, uh, Goudreau to Chuck, that Fox that plays for, uh, he drafted him, never signed Rangers him, that plays for the Rangers, um, Monaghan, um, Sam Bennett, that uh, Finnish uh, D-man that's in Arizona now. All these guys, like that's a good fucking team. And none of them want to stay. The only, the only common part is none of them want to stay in Calgary. So I don't know what the, I don't know what the solution to that is. I don't know if that's all coach. I don't know if it's the shitty barn. I don't know if it's playing in Canada, but I think he assembled a pretty damn good team in the last five years. And he can GM my team anytime. You wonder what the, like, it's, it's just a different, different way of life. And it's just a hot way. Hockey so much different than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago when Sutter was, uh, I mean, he's been around the game for a long time. You go back to the, 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 the Leopard Broncos in 1978 kind of deal when he was playing junior here. It's just a different, a different way of thinking, a different way of life and the way the game's played, even with the guys he had. In, in Los Angeles with the Kings when he was successful winning two cups there. But even when, when he started losing, things didn't go well. They say, you know what? It's time to go. Uh, you, you have such a, a short lifespan to as a, as a hockey coach and you, and you got to produce every year. And now that the players have so much more uh, say and power and everything else on who, who's leading these franchises, because it, it's, it's crazy how much more power these guys have than, than they did even five years ago. And the money that you guys are making, everything else could, comes in comes into a, a factor and was Sutter the, the, the right guy like he he, he can't be a, a that bad of a coach because one year ago probably to almost through the day he was nominated to become a, a Jack Adams trophy winner right so he, he can't be that bad of a coach he's he just got some new guys in that in that locker room that were different than the guys he had before did did Goudreau leave because of Sutter we'll never know did did Kachuk leave because of Sutter? We're never going to know because I think Kachuk wouldn't say anything bad about the, he'd, he'd say bad things about players. I don't think he'd say anything bad about coach because his dad would k- kick his ass. But I, I don't think Sutter um, had the right guys in the dressing room for the team he wanted. Nazem Kadri's been, I, I'm not, and I'm not blaming Kadri at all on this, but Kadri is very outspoken, doesn't Matt, does, doesn't mind saying what's on his mind. Um, is Huberto a bit soft? 100%. Jonathan Huberto is a very soft hockey player. He's had to have his nuts funneled a lot when he played junior for the Halifax Mooseheads. That's a long, long time ago. And I can actually say that with some, some good knowledge. I was sitting with the owner of the Halifax Mooseheads in Memorial Cup once. The, the nut fondler in question? Yes. And, and he, was, he was saying, yeah, he's a bit, he's a great player, but. You know, great player, but, and there was a lot of conversations about Huberto and you could see it on the ice there and you just go, well, maybe that's just who he is. And Sutter not having the locker room didn't help. We, we talk a, a lot about not being, not being able to get a save out of Marks from all year long, but I don't think that had a lot to do with Sutter getting fired today. I think it was more just, you know what? Our superstars who we were committed to for longer term than we're committed to, to Daryl Sutter are, are are going to make more money and they're here for eight years, not two. And I think that that was the end of it. Like I said, we, we need to have these guys that are eight eight year guys, seven year guys, six year guys like Kadri and Huberto are, and it's just time to go because we, we need these guys. Because the, the first two years of, of those guys' contracts, Dave, that's the ones that mean the most. Right, the first two to three years of the eight-year deal, they they're already looking how they're going to replace that money eight years from now, because it's just the way it is, and you, you just you just know that the 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 guys are just they 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 weren't buying in, and then you you talked earlier about the ownership, the one who signed Sutter and everything else to these deals. There was a, a rumor from uh, Eric Francis. I don't know if you how much you care about him, and he's I, I don't mind him a, a whole bunch. Sometimes he says some things are a little bit different. But Francis, there was rumors that the Flames looking to the, the majority ownership are looking to sell that team because those guys aren't aren't getting young. Those guys have owned that team for a long time, so maybe they want out. Who knows? It's it's, it's a bit of a mess in Calgary. That new building's coming and everything else, and it's 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 
it's a it's a dirty situation in Calgary, and you wonder what what the uh, the end result is going to be. It's just it's an odd thing. Yeah, there there we are going to find out in the next couple of years because you know nothing's a given with those time the things. I think uh, Eric France is an absolute fucking jock sniffing asshat. He carries water for the owners well, all the time. Like he's, yeah, he, he's the biggest owner ass kicker I've ever seen in print. He, he's such a bootlicker. So I don't, I don't care about Eric Francis. And if, and if he's pontificating that the owners are uh, thinking of maybe selling the team, the owners are telling him to print that. Like that's not journalism. hundred percent. Anyways. And, and, and who knows? We talked about last week, Dave, if the fucking senators, which is reported again today, and Snoop Dogg's in on it now, the senators are up for a a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Yeah. What are the flames worth with it with with a new building coming? Well, you got to You got to think more. It's, well, one five, one six. Yeah, you would think with a new building um, coming that the, that, that the not, government's paying for. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> you and I, like you, you and I, are paying two hundred and twenty dollars for that new building for the flames. Thanks, Daniel Smith. There's words, but I won't use them right now. Um, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous that the owners and you got assholes like Eric Francis carrying water for them. Um, it you have all this money and, and you're asking me who who laughs and openly cheers against your franchise's success to help pay for your barn. Have yeah. some pride. I don't like that. Um, but back to the thing uh, about the players and the coach. Daryl Sutter clearly didn't forget how to X and O. He knows how to coach the game of hockey, and he knows what it takes to, to, to be successful. And regardless of your knowledge as a coach, like, and it's always been a thing, you got to motivate your players. And motivation in the back in the old days were bag skates and, uh, and screaming at guys. That doesn't work anymore. Not at that all. does not work anymore. In fact, it's going to go quite bad for you. Because if you don't have buy-in from your best, your most talented players, you're not going to win. Those but, players the are thing making is, the most money. And, that, and that's the thing. He had buy-in for the guy who ended up being their best player in title to Foley, who he had success with, with with Los Angeles and got a couple of Stanley Cups. He had buy-in from him. He had buy-in from Lucic, who's not good enough anymore, never really was. But the, the, his, his most talented players – didn't buy in right mm-hmm. so but like why you couldn't have a guy like Tafoli saying hey man this it fucking worked we won two cups with this guy like can you just and who knows maybe he did right but yeah, Tafoli, Tafoli, and uh, you know that's because i do listen to that barn burner podcast with uh with uh on with boomer and and, and warner Rick and warner yeah yeah uh, Toffoli only has one more year left. So unless the Flames are in a position, he's a pretty meaty thing for the trade market. Like, cause he's a, a winner and B he has, um, he's under a decent number. I want to say three and a half million bucks. So someone uh, that wants to make a push for the cup next year, that's, that's looking for a piece. He's going to be the exact player they're looking for. And then uh, he's also going to want to get paid. And, you know, now that you got big money sunk into Huberto and Kadri, you don't have money to give to Foley the, the money he's looking for, especially if he has another productive year. So, you know, the players you want to keep, you can't because you're not going to be able to afford them because the players who aren't buying him are making too much money and you couldn't trade him if you wanted to. It's it's absolutely insane to me the way this is all panned out and how the players have so much more because well, play I don't want to say players are expendable but they they kind of are and uh, it like thirty thirty one teams aren't winning the Stanley Cup this year you know and and how these players can dictate everything else and is Sutter a dick probably is Sutter a good coach probably it's just the the way this is all turned out but the player and uh, I mean all sports are like it but uh, hockey because we we know more about it how how it's just panned out this way where coaches just lose their job because someone doesn't like somebody anymore and it's 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 crazy to me it's absolutely crazy to me is it right who knows it's just it's crazy it's absolutely crazy it's just different. It's just so different. Even from when we were kids, the amount of yelling we got from coaches to, to mm-hmm. what coaches have to do now. And, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's just different. I'm not going to say right or wrong. It's, it's, it's completely different and, and coddling or not, 
if you're not, if you're unable as a coach, if you're unable to motivate your team, it doesn't matter how smart you are with your X's and O's. Sutter, Mike Keenan, Tortorelli. Um, I think uh, what's his nuts? The guy that they fired that was from uh, the Islanders, Trots. I Very think trots, he's yeah. a bit like, yeah, I think he's a bit of the same way too. And, you know, so they gave Trotz a GM job because it, it maybe he proved that, you know, his way of doing things doesn't work anymore. Dave, uh, let's wrap her up. I got one, two, three, four, five. Who is better? Is ready to go? Yeah. Dave, uh, who is better? Game six overtime hero for the Toronto Maple Leafs, John Tavares, or Blue Jays legend, first baseman, hit 400 into August one year, John Olerud. <laughs> John Olerud was a bit of a stud. Kind of librarian-looking guy, wore his helmet. He could hit. Washington State guy, I think, right? Yeah, I knew Yeah, I knew he was from this kind of neck of the woods. Sweet swing. Um, I'm going to have to give this one, though, too, just for longevity and uh, impact. Well, he was part of Whamco, but they didn't never. That thing, it always puzzled me. Back in the day, when they went to the National League parks, Allroon was flirting with 400 all year. And I think he finished off at like 392 or something like that. That was his right up there. Yeah. And then in the National League parks, he was the one that got benched. That doesn't make sense. That never made sense to me. So nonetheless, and for that reason alone, that he got benched, and then, but it was Cito Gaston, and the Jays did win, so maybe he knew something I didn't. I am going to say John Tavares. Johnny T. He's got he had a big series for for the least actually he had a really good series. He scored that OT winner tonight. Yeah, and you were shitting on him earlier on this year, so I was glad to. I'm see not Tavares guy. I, I think he's lame yeah. and slow, and like he's just a, he's not a, a leader. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, okay. Uh, potential Ottawa Senators owner Ryan Reynolds or Oilers. I fuck. I don't want to say Oilers legend, Oilers quasi legend, second tier legend, Ryan Smith. Ryan Reynolds all the way. I never got into Smitty. I liked him. Oh, really? Heart and soul guy, Captain Canada or whatever. Like, well, not Captain Canada. Always was there. You know, he's played more games for Canada internationally. Because they were in the playoffs. Because they were there in the friggin' playoffs, right? You know, he's just one of those guys. He got done dirty by Kevin Lowe um, over whatever, yeah. 2500 bucks or whatever. But I never he, – he worked hard and he bled for the Oilers and he loved that team. But I just didn't think he was skilled enough. I, I never got the – I never, I never got hooked my train to the Ryan Smith bandwagon. That was a no-brainer. I don't know one Ryan Reynolds movie. Like I, I'm not a movie guy, so I, I don't. Ah, uh, Deadpool. Uh, I've watched a couple things of that uh, uh, Wrexham thing. Um, I forget what else, but whatever. He's Canadian, so we're supposed to like him, and he's funny. Seems that he has a he, he makes me laugh on Twitter and stuff like that. That's Dave, who is better? I think six times Stanley Cup champion, four with the New York Islanders, two with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Brian Troche or Canadian rock icon Brian Adams? Brian Troche, once again, without a moment's hesitation. Brian Adams, uh, when I was in high school, cuts like a knife. I'm gonna run to you. Good solid tunes when I was there. Um, but I won't say every rock star, but there's a lot of them. There comes a moment in their career where they say, am I going to keep being a star or do I want to keep getting paid? Brian Adams made the decision to keep getting paid. Um, that song, everything I do, I do it for you. Oh, Robin Hood soundtrack, uh, 1993, geez, 92. Yeah. So bad, such a bad song. And every song that he's released after that has been so bad, so bad. Yeah. Bad. Rod Stewart made his choice with that uh those old Motown records and then all that shit he like he did these crooner things. 
Rod Stewart made the choice he wanted to get paid. Elton John made the choice he wanted to get I, paid. I never thought that Rod Stewart was that good. Yeah, he, he had a couple. Never... And he's had an co- iconic look. Like, but yeah, he's not a he's not a superstar. Yeah, I, I never thought like, like, like if you had, I should, I'll get killed for this one. But I I listen maybe because I'm a dork. But uh, I listen to like Barney Bentall songs more than I listen to Rod Stewart songs. Same. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those. I things. listen to like, more I, Barney Bentall than I do Brian. I don't own any Brian Adams music. Like I like it, it like he. I don't think. Do you actually own music or just on your phone? Well, it's on different. my phone. Yeah. I well, no, because I buy it. Oh, you're using the wrong app. I I don't even know. I have no idea how it all works. Well, I know it's important that artists get paid. I don't know if they get paid. I don't. I don't know if it's just getting all all the way to Apple. But nonetheless, no. Yeah, Brian Adams can jam it. One more, then we'll call it a night. Uh, we talked about him earlier on tonight, but he got a double a double dose of this guy, uh, Will Levis, of the the Kentucky quarterback who sat with his parents and his girlfriend. Everybody else kind of getting embarrassed on national TV, or a man who has gotten the slap into obscurity, uh, the slap heard around the world about a year and a half ago now. Will Smith, who is better, Will Levis or Will Smith? Oh man. That's a tough one because I kind of didn't mind Will Smith. Um, in yeah, no, he just kind of just torpedoed. Like, I don't down even into... know Will Levis. Um, I'm gonna say Will Levis on this one because um, he was only partial, partially, partially responsible for him getting egg on his face. Whereas Will Smith put that pan scrambler right on his face himself for a while now. Not, 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 not just slap right around the world, but a lot of other stuff too. Yeah. Just speaking of eggs on the face, did you watch it? Does Will, uh, not Will, who am I? I'm looking at him right now. Um, Jasper. No, no, no. <laughs> movie star, funny guy, anchor man. Um, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, thank you. Now, does he? Is it? You can, Will you can see. You can see by no. my emotion what I think of Will Ferrell with his face paint with the L.A. Kings and everything else. I think that guy's an idiot. Does he have to have all the attention all like, the time? Like we do a podcast and we we enjoy it. We like to talk to people and everything else. But that guy is a complete douche wagon. Like, just quit it, man. You're 60 whatever years old or 55 or 50, whatever. That doesn't much matter. Quit it. You don't need to put face paint on to go watch a fucking Kings game. You don't. You're you're allowed to you're, you're allowed old. to be a fan. You're allowed to say But you don't quote. need to do that. You don't need to look at me. Put a deco on your face, a sticker from the concession booth, whatever it is. But that shit you're putting on your mug for the get some called there at a lab and save yourself the, the 20% from promo code one four two zero lab because you look like an idiot with the checkerboard in your face, the white face paint, the whole bit. He looked like an idiot. An idiot. I, I yeah, that it drove me nuts. Like, you know, and I and I'm not a super fan of him. He obviously he has made me laugh in his movies here and there, but like that, when when a comedic actor such as him has the the constant look at me, look at me, look at me, it's like what's wrong with you? The best work he ever did was when he played for all I think it was sixteen minor league teams in Arizona in one day. This is about uh, eight nine years ago now. To that's raise money for cancer, yeah. That's the best work he ever did. That's the best thing he's ever did. The rest of it's all just drivel and garbage and crap. He's not funny. He's an idiot. Uh, he has he, at times. Uh, I don't. I'm not a super fan. Uh, Elf. He is, he, Elf. He was good in Elf, the Christmas movie. It was very. Other than good that, Elf, he's an idiot. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like him and Adam Sandler are kind of cut from the same cloth for me. I like I, Sandler like, movies. I like the Wedding Singer a lot. Like, see, I love and that I did. Movie, it, it was just okay, and 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 all these uh, like Anchorman, and you know, I think uh, Step Brother and the basketball one were f- both far funnier than uh, Anchorman. That the uh, basketball one, did you see that one? What was that called? It was that one was I fun. Can't remember, but yeah. I quite enjoyed. No, it. I find him to be an idiot, but whatever. he has his moments. But don't don't paint your fucking face as a movie star. You're famous, man. Like they how know much who more? You are. Like, 
is someone asking you to do this? Is, do you have a, 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 a stepdaughter, granddaughter, a, a whatever they're saying, hey, great grandpa, uh, whatever, whatever it may be? Is, is someone asking you to do this or are you doing it on your own? This is going to be great. Like you have, you're on, you, you're everywhere that you can, like people are one click away from finding you on YouTube at all times. Yeah. You don't need to be more, more so on TV. Yeah. You're not a super fan, right? Like it's, or maybe you are, but I don't understand. Go watch it from the box. Fuck. Like, you don't you need know, the face and, paint. You know, and that's the thing too. When you sit that close to the glass, you can't see the puck on the other Terrible side. Terrible seats. Terrible seats. Yeah, unless the action is right in front of you, you can't see. You shit. can't you're see down the, the wing at all. Terrible no, seats. You're, yeah, you're watching on the big screen above you, anyways, most of the night. He's watching himself on the big screen. The cocksucker. Maybe that's why he that's, face that's why he does it. To watch yourself on the big screen, anyways. Pick a better seat, you dumbass. <laughs> Dave, what do you got going on this week? What's happening? Ah, uh, baseball for the kid. Like it's just. Working baseball now until the end of June. That's that's what's going on now. Um, it's, I'm so thankful the weather has turned. It's an actual treat out there. I sit my park my ass in the outfield. I bring a book and my cooler, and, and I watch some ball and catch up on my reading. We're trying to uh, hook some time up. Like, I'm busy, you're busy. We're trying to for the two dudes at Sports News. They've been trying to get us on their show for a couple weeks now and things just fall apart on, on their end and our end. We'll see if we can't get that hooked up and see if we can't uh, put together a half an hour little conglomeration of a, a new project they got going on. It's not something we'd like to get going on. But, no, fun show tonight, Dave. We started out, uh, you know, who knows, but now it's a little bit of Will Ferrell conversation to, to liven things up at the end. We're going to have a fun show tonight. And, uh, yeah, everything's going up pretty good here at World Headquarters. Uh, how's your wife? She's doing just fine, thanks for asking. It's good. <laughs> funny. We never, it's her birthday on Thursday. We, we never much talk about our significant others very much here in the 1420 podcast. I thought I would just ask. You know, well, that's why it's called the 1420 podcast, not How's Your Wife podcast, too. Maybe not to oh, She's doing just fine, thank you. For that's asking. good. See her on the ballpark here and there and everywhere. So let's just wonder how she actually was. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four viewers, sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself because we need you around. So if you stick on the ice, what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jim. There we go. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you on Thursday night. Let the moment is the bell